Welcome into the solar panel. I mean, the <laughs> show. I'm Espo. He's so that is Dave King, our dear friend, in the building today. Uh, not a walk-in closet, not a home office. It's in the studio. And it ain't a Saturday morning, which is nice. And I don't have jaundice, and I'm not grayed out. <laughs> yeah. Look at well, that. I mean, you would be surprised how many other <laughs> Suns podcasts have tried to take over that 8 a.m. slot because they know people are actually used to it well i the whole origin of that was just because i had a newborn yeah. and i had to do it that early <laughs> that was the only reason we ever went that early was we used to go at seven we did and we i was did. like remember like, i was like dave we got to push this shit back man i'm too well, come on now that, yeah. that was when my daughter started sleeping a little bit more we pushed it back to eight uh glad to have you all with us we're gonna have some fun today on this special edition hey no ads today because this is an extra this is an extra episode this Go. Week, so we're just gonna bullshit the whole time uh looking forward to it dave sounds I, like the solar panel it does <laughs> it's just like the old time. the good old days <laughs> when we didn't you know Wait, we're not doing manscaped. we didn't have to pimp ourselves out for a dollar <laughs> i mean i i could do a manscaped <laughs> ad like we used to uh dave i since you know we haven't had you in the building uh this season i want to know just general thoughts on this team uh on the feelings of a super team and Matt Ishbia. What are your overarching thoughts? With Wait, you don't want to talk about Shaq Harrison or anything? Like no, that? no oh I can't. I can't go that far back. <laughs> I still have PTSD from those. Isaiah Canaan. No, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Man, the days Isaiah Canaan was the answer, right? Oh uh, God, those yeah. five days. It's just so yeah, so bad. Tyler Eulis. Yeah. I'm I'm done reminiscing. <laughs> Dave, All right, what so what are my what are my thoughts on this season? I'll tell you. Uh, just like most of you guys out there, my thoughts have, have uh, gone a little up and down. I came into the season expecting to see the big three. And I expected them to, as they showed in preseason, that they were going to blow the doors off of people and defense didn't matter. But I also knew that Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. He's had three number one defenses in his 11 years of, of coaching. And so I knew, okay, great. Guys on the floor will take care of the offense with Kevin Young as the highest paid assistant coach in the, in the league. And, uh, and that's great. And then he's got, um, he's got a great coaching staff. He's got himself. Who's going to get the defense going and they sign some guys who can play defense. Uh, and the only question was obviously that uh, what if all the big three are out or two of the big three, <laughs> And we got to find out immediately yes. what that looks like. <laughs> and it's a little ugly. Uh, but I do trust that the guys they signed, the great thing, look, I would rather watch this year's bench guys play than last year's yes. bench guys oh, play. Any yes. day. Some of those dudes who played against Denver are still unsigned to play in the league again this year. <laughs> So, or barely just recently got signed and, you know, we're going to miss every, oh, look, uh, what Suns fans are going to do is they're going to watch every box score from every former son. They're yeah. going to pick the one out that they, that confirmation bias and say, see, uh, Bismack Biombo was great for Memphis last night. He always is. It's kind of, it's got limitations on shelf life stuff, but yeah, you know, you know, good for him. With him. Yeah. Yeah. No, there we there were good players, but uh, my overall overarching, I think this team is better than the team that went to the twenty one twenty one finals, and uh, 
doesn't mean they're going to perform better. doesn't mean they're going to make the finals, but they're better than that team. And I think that's a, that's a big win for the Suns. They just have to be healthy at the right time and have enough regular season games together to know who's going where. The big problem right now... Sorry, long answer. No, you're oh, good. You're no, good. good. The big problem right now... Nobody knows who's going where at any one second. Yeah. There's no eyeballs going, oh, I know what you're going to do. I think you're going to go that way, and he cuts that way instead. I mean, distinctly, I remember one fourth quarter last week, Kevin Durant had two guys on the wing sitting in the corner about 10 feet apart, and he needed to outlet on his drive, and they both cut at the same time, yeah. and he yeah. threw it in the stands. That'll get better. Yeah. Uh, so they do have an issue with what if Eric Gordon and Devin Booker out, who's really going to run the show and settle down the troops. And, and so far they haven't shown that they have somebody like that, but that doesn't mean somebody can't grow into it. And what's on the positive side is they've got time. Yeah. There's still 75 games left. Yeah. Uh, we got a super chat that I want to hit up here before we move on. Frank, which I'm still convinced is Frank Kaminsky. I'm very <laughs> committed. Uh, he says, uh, you guys are the only big three in my heart. And that sounds like a very Frank Kaminsky thing yeah. to say. <laughs> but no, I'm gl glad to have the old big three together. And yes, that's shade at uh, Lindsay and Gerald. And oh, Flex, yeah, for so. sure. We were, we were the original big three. <laughs> <laughs> the original. Well, hold on. Hold on. Tim... Dave and I were the original big the three. The original big we, three. We the, the improved you. big there three. We go. There we go. <laughs> Since we can't find Tim, we tried to find him. He's MIA. I put we don't know APB. where he's at. Yeah, we wanted him to be a call-in guy. Uh, yeah, I had I had the uh, Florida State Police looking for him. I can't find him anywhere. Uh, but nothing against Tim. You're a lot taller than him, so you're a better big three. That's sure. true. He, he was the anchor on that for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I feel like I want to talk a little bit about yesterday. Uh, it felt like this team so badly needed oh, that win. I know the fan base felt that oh, way, God, but for yeah. me, uh, it felt like that that team did. And we got uh, a little locker room video from the Suns uh, kind of showcasing how it did feel like after that game. They felt a sense of relief. I mean, it's seeing Frank smile. Like, you could tell it was weighing on even that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He's frustrated. Yeah, a million percent. He's he wants to win. Of course. Yep. But he realizes it's a process. He doesn't know these dudes. It's like taking a bunch of super, you say, take a bunch of good guys and some superstars and saying, okay, guys, read each other. Yeah. Now, yeah. they're not going to run away. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think we've been saying it on the on the Sun Show for a while. Like, you just got to give this some time. Like, I think the barometer of twenty games to kind of feel, feel like where you're at. But even that's pushed a little bit because of the the lack of the big three being available. Yeah. Um, and I know we saw a little bit in preseason. But we didn't see enough, and we certainly didn't see it at a regular season competitive level. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to find out what those three are going to do because not only how those three react with each other, but all the other pieces around them when they get into those lineups and the various lineups that are going to have not even just the big three. If you have one or two of them out there to, to kind of help mm-hmm. out with the bench, it, it changes everything. And the entire dynamic is going to shift. So we still haven't seen, quote, unquote, the true sons yet. Yeah. What I loved in that clip, too, was, yeah, yeah, Katie got 41, but you guys are getting the day off because he set a screen in the fourth. Yeah. And it's like the, <laughs> little, the little things matter to, to Frankie Smokes there, and I love it. Do we want to take a little trip down memory lane? Hell, so, yeah, we do. So I know you've prepared a few things here, <laughs> well, which has me terrified. Well, but, yeah. listen, I feel Uh-oh. like, you know, on, on our on the PHNX Sun show, you were absolutely wrong about Kevin Durant. I'm okay, I know you're always wrong, <laughs> but to prove that you're always wrong, I, w- I did want to take it way back uh, because you had kind of the same thing to say about CP3. I'm Greg Esposito, ahoy hoy. Welcome into the Sun Solar Panel. Am I, I in the show? Don't make me hang up the uh, the headphones and walk out this walk-in closet. I'll do it. You'll have your own one-minute highlight video. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. There is a faction of Sun's Twitter that seems to have fallen on its head very hard and thinks that <laughs> that Chris Paul somehow fits into the equation. I have since fallen on my head as well. And and now I believe fully in this deal when you look at it. There is a faction of Sun's Twitter that seems to have fallen on its head very hard and thinks that <laughs> that Chris Paul somehow fits into the equation. I have since fallen on my head as well. And and now I believe fully in this deal when you look at it. For Dave King, for Saul Bookman, I'm Greg Esposito, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Sun Solar Panel. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, that take or my, my camera. Because I definitely look like I'm gray. It's crazy. Yeah, you, you started out with some lighting issues. Yeah, no, uh, I, I finished out with some lighting issues too. <laughs> I appreciate that uh, you pulled that out of all things, and I also, I also love the fact that uh, you know you guys were so ready to jump on me oh, we on did. that show. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. there uh, you you bring up. You bring up the KD thing. I also tweeted, Bradley Beal, but money-wise, makes no sense. <laughs> so well, if we, I say it doesn't make sense, you get ready for it to happen. All right? Right? What about the, uh, who the hell is Cam Johnson? Oh, well, that too. <laughs> but we all we all were thinking, yeah. to be fair. That was that, so bad, that, I think you even took that down. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all were thinking that in the in the moment. What the, who, who the hell are these? Jalen... <laughs> I mean, uh, freaking Jalen Smith yeah. was the same Man, way. if we didn't have uh, Casey Jacobson hey, on that show, we would have been we toast. we get a second, let's circle back to Sticks for a minute. I have a take on him. Go oh, ahead. Let's do it. Sticks, what's your, what's your take? All right. So this is – I was never a Sticks fan. Sure. You guys should know this. No. He's too gangly. He looks like – you know, he always looked like he was a uh, – you know, he just was born, mm-hmm. couldn't control his legs and all that stuff, right? But – what are the Suns really missing right now? <laughs> Sticks. No, uh, no, well, but what about him? A guy who's willing to take corner threes and 
rotate in on the weak side and defend the rim yeah. when Nurkic gets beat because he's pulled out on the perimeter. He's a good weak side block, shot blocker. He is uh, a rebounder. He's productive. He'll get his butt kicked too. I mean, he's no better than Nurk on on no. perimeter defense. But if you're looking for some dude who's going to do take the threes, tall enough to get some blocks, yeah. But he's just another role guy, right? Every every role guy the Suns have is is you know they do their thing and they don't do those things. And he'd just be one of them, but at least he'd be taller. Yeah. This is a small team outside of the center position. Yeah, Very true. I mean, yeah. There was a weird obsession with sticks, though. I know. Especially on this program. But no, I, I could totally see that. Uh, so I have a feeling there's more to this. No, show, there's definitely there? one more. You know, there... I, I didn't I didn't mean this to be uh, a trash espo uh, you, okay. thing. Okay. Yes, but but I mean like a lot of the solar panel snafus were because of you. Um, <laughs> I remember when we brought Lindsay Smith onto our show, and uh, she didn't believe that you and Devin Booker uh, had a little had a little basketball rendezvous. I knew really? I knew Devin, I knew I knew Devin Booker had grown a lot when I realized last week when we showed a highlight of Espo, and I was like, yeah, Devin Booker wouldn't be caught dead at fiddlesticks throwing alley oops to Espo. Are you, you going to show this sure. again? Are you going to embarrass me? Somebody in the chat wanted Lindsay to break down my dunking skills, which seems yes. like an awful waste of her time. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't going to, so. So, so Lindsay, for some context, his rookie year, they were doing a photo shoot up in the Gorilla's Greenhouse, and he just decided that I was one of the few people in there, and he was just going to start throwing me lobs on a seven-foot hoop. And he, <laughs> he was a big kid that rookie year, and you're totally right to see how much he's progressed, how he's changed. Uh, and and just grown into this this star has been uh, has been amazing. I think you're completely right. I don't think. Oh God, we're actually going to show this. <laughs> Here we go. I, I'm hopefully just hopefully so Lindsay's happy watching for her him, phone yeah. so she can't see any of this. This is <laughs> no, I really I'm so. I'm just so happy for him that he doesn't have to spend a post game interview saying it's been hard <laughs> winning. It's hard to win here. You know, I mean, he he did that once a month for four years. Okay, the, the meat, that whole clip isn't the most surprise. Lindsay's awake at 8 a.m. in that video. She lies she was to us. Unhappy about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, she was already crying about that then. Still is today. I mean, she was here for, she got here at 9.25 for a 9.30 pregame the other day and was complaining. So. Yeah. Like, really? That, I mean, of you, course. You, you, you had to look back just to crap on me. Well, we have a couple other ones that that are that are Dave related, but <laughs> they're not really those. These are just like the ideations of of greatness. <laughs> to be honest with you, so oh, oh. Man, feel free to show the Dave ones. <laughs> have lots of bad takes. Yeah, Brian uh, Aspo got five inches off the ground. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> no. Aspo's got bunnies. I would I would bet it wasn't five. <laughs> no, it was not. Lindsay but, in the chat, bro. It was. Rough. My favorite thing was like that one move that Devin had and you like flipped it up and you hesitated because you thought you were going to like run into him and you didn't really want to dunk it. And I Could was you like, imagine if I had injured Devin Booker? You wouldn't have injured Devin Booker. <laughs> He's got an injury himself. So it's okay. Oh, oh, oh Sorry, Devin. Damn, Devin took a stray. <laughs> hey, I did get the one where he bounced it off the ground and I dunked it. You did. I mean, you did. Was, you did. The, the audio people are like, this isn't true. That was pure, <laughs> innocent Devin Booker. That's like national. Mari. <laughs> okay. If if 
Na- if Amari was the one throwing the pass and Nash was trying to if you, if you went by Amari, you meant Jake Sakalitas. <laughs> Don't insult Jake Sakalitas like that. Uh, one of our favorite things to do on the uh, on the old show was a segment that uh, that came up naturally, and I think it's time uh, for you to. Hell yeah. You're going to stab yeah. us, Dave? I, I feel like getting statted real good here right now. All right. Let's go back to today instead of five years ago. So let's, <laughs> let's do today. Um, the Suns are uh, having difficult fourth quarters uh, just with, with just Kevin Durant out there. So I looked into it a little bit better and a little bit closer. And I think we've got a graphic to start with to show. And then I can expand on that even further further yeah so your second and third leading scorers now behind kevin durant during this period of time are eric gordon and grayson allen and by all accounts they're having pretty good seasons they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do eric gordon's doing well grayson allen's doing well but then the fourth quarter bell hits <sighs> so look at this you've got your field goal percentages all right throughout the game just look at across the board Eric Gordon, first half, Grayson Allen, first half, good deal. Third quarter, 45% apiece. Every, Fourth quarter. Every, first, second, and third for both guys are north of 45%. So yeah. that's good. And overall, right. There, uh, yeah. But then you look at the fourth quarter. Oof. 15% for Gordon and 14% for Allen. That's seven games. Ouch. That's like – Okay, sample size. They played all seven games. And to add to it, Saul. Uh, well, Espo first, then I got a question for Saul. All right. Espo, how many points per fourth quarter do those two add up to? Ooh. Together, uh, five, six. What are we looking at? 1.3. One point. Damn. Your starting backcourt <laughs> in the fourth quarter averages 1.3 points in the fourth quarter. To Jeez. be fair, a couple of those fourth quarter, what do they score? 11 against the Lakers? Like, uh, they're, they're that's, <laughs> that's actually just to illustrate, not to be fair. <laughs> true. That is, that is true. And I think KD had nine of those 11. So yeah. it makes sense. Damn. KD doesn't do as well in the fourth, but that's because he's triple teamed. <laughs> and they all try to do something, and then they go, okay, where's KD? Oh, okay. Oh, he's standing alone. Still, stand still, outside the three-point line. Let me throw it to him. And and then three guys run to him, knowing he can't do anything with it. So That's wild. KD's not but 1.3 points between the starting backcourt in the fourth quarters over seven games. No wonder they've struggled. Jeez. <laughs> the two games that Devin Booker has played in the fourth quarter, he averages eight a piece. Eight himself. And and uh they are one and one in those quarters, but uh in those games that Devin Booker played, but uh one of those was the Wemby game. Yeah. That was crazy. What's your question for Saul? My Is question it as hard for as mine Saul. Was? <laughs> it it should be. And don't look at my great thing here. <laughs> Of the of the players who played at least five fourth quarters, who's your second leading scorer in the fourth? I wanted I want to say Yuta because he had a he had a game I think it was against the Spurs the first time where he had a couple threes in the corner, 
Um, I feel like that's almost good enough by itself. So I'm going to say Utah. <laughs> that's true. All it takes is one three in the fourth <laughs> quarter to be the second leading scorer. But no. Okay. The second leading scorer in the fourth quarter of all the players who played at least five of these seven games, Yusuf Nurkic. Wow. <laughs> Had 2.8. Wow. And that's only because he had that one fourth quarter where he made two threes. Uh, oh, but, yeah. I guess but who's, first. who's saying that Nurkic is important to this team? <laughs> 2.8 points in the fourth quarter. God, this wow. is third. This is all seven games, Drew Eubanks at 2.7. Nobody outside those dudes. That's not good at all. So so what you're saying is they missed Evan Booker and Bradley yeah. Beal. <laughs> they missed Evan Booker and Bradley Beal. I, Unbelievable. Well, I mean, I guess that's uh, when you look at it in that frame, I mean, it's no surprise that they blew the lead against uh, against the Lakers. They they blew a lead against the Spurs that they haven't been able to uh, to close a handful of other games out. I mean, this has been this has been a rough start. Nobody it's been a rough start. Nobody expected, you know, that that Allen and Gordon were going to have to carry the load like this like they have. And when you put those guys as, you know, your your sixth and seventh guy on the roster, you start to feel a lot better. But when they have to be you're in your starting five and carry a load in the fourth, yeah. you get this. Are you surprised that Metu hasn't played? Uh, so Metu is interesting. I, I think I'm a little surprised, yes. Um, he showed in preseason that he can get hot, mm-hmm. right? But the the I think the problem with Metu is Frank is – super concerned with defensive rotations, yeah. defensive assignments. So the guys he's putting out there, he doesn't have two-way players. Mm-hmm. So he picks the one way on defense, and so he's chosen his poison. And it would work if you just had Booker or Beal, right? Yeah. Or both yeah. with KD. But um, they And they don't have a table setter to give these guys easy shots. So it, they, they got to get more creative on offense to get uh, – um, it, 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 they gotta get more creative on offense to get, uh, Durant on the move on the catch in the fourth. So it's easier for him to get his shots, but somebody has got to have the ball to get him that ball on the move. And, uh, when you're playing Josh Okoge and jo- jo- you know, Jordan Goodwin, they can't pass and Metu can't pass either. Yeah. So yeah, they probably should, but you, you see he's iterating, right? So Frank, you can't just go one game at a time, Frank Vogel. You can't just go one game at a time and know who you've got. Yeah, you got to go a few games. So he won a few games with Josh. Now he's trying a few games with Kade Bates Diop, who actually, in three games, is now your second leading scorer in the fourth with four point seven points on sixty six percent. Should have been playing him the whole time. Yeah. Still, it's sad though. Four point oh, yeah. seven points oh, yeah. <laughs> second is the second leading scorer. So he may have found something. You'll continue to see Bates the up, which is good. He's a little longer, uh, and so yeah, that was always what we wanted. But Josh brings a lot to the table. He just doesn't bring release point or accuracy or verticality uh, when he drives in head down on a fast break. But uh, he brings a lot. So I think Frank right now is just trying to nail down the defense. Well, that's awesome. That was a good stat me right it there. Was. It I, was. I good. love a good stat me. Yeah, I mean, yep. Of course. Yeah, you know, but Gerald Gerald stats, but not the way you do. No, it, no, like, no. Nobody stats. I mean, like he, you. he's kind of like you know, he's kind of mid at stats. 
I, but, uh, well, and he doesn't have his own intro. Listen, for you, you, you also got to understand how to fill up the stat sheet when you're doing the stats. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gerald can't fill so, it up. Like no, no, just not. You know, and that's no knock on Gerald. Just you no. know, some some people can fill it up and others can't. There's there's a like a lot, you know sometimes people wonder where did that start, where did that come from. We actually have the clip of of the original stat me. But I think it is time for something we like to call. It's it's the Dave segment. No, 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 no. Oh, oh the other my one. Bad. The other one. You, you you didn't. You can't set that up. Dave and I had already had that set up. You didn't Damn, come to man. the pre-production show, and you yeah. screwed this whole thing up. Okay, man. Oh. I'm so mad okay, about fine, this right fine. now. Let's go to Espo's Big Board. The best part of the show. Let's do it. No, 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 no. Let's go back. Let's just rewind it like we did two Saturdays man, ago. We gotta, we gotta get, get go this ahead, problem Dave. back on, on set it up. Wheels. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is this the is this the stat me Dave set set up? Oh, ooh, Dave, stat me. Yes, oh, yeah, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> so much better than you guys. That's oh, but, sure. you know what? We need to we need to watch that one again. Ooh, Dave, stat me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the way to get the Saturday started right there. Baby. People in the chat are asking Woo. if I can restart the show. So yeah. should we just, got, just start from the top? We got Lindsay Smith, and then we got that man. It's it's awesome. This is all these new features. This is great. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> we got I Liz. said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, that was probably oh like one gosh. of my, my funnest segments. Uh, wasn't wow. that one of your friends that did that? Yeah. Yeah, so it was actually my 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 wife's uh, maid of honor did that voiceover. <laughs> That's so, awesome that oh, you did it. But yeah. oh, sorry, Lindsay. It's all I watching these clips. I think it's sad that you and I looked better during a pandemic. Oh my god, yes. Like, it's, it, it, I, I have brown hair. <laughs> we all looked. That's oh, all gone. We all yeah. looked a little bit. Yeah, this was not nearly as gray. It was it was a it was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> it, honestly, though, but like because we were in the middle of the pandemic, like. Man, Saturdays, I looked forward to Saturday more than any other day of the week because it was the only time I felt like I had human contact that whole week, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, I'll never I'll never forget when uh, when we got to the to the playoffs and they finally were like people can gather and we all went out to that little bar in Mesa. Chupacabra. Yeah. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. To do the worst hear each other. No. The worst shows ever, but Lizzie just has in the comments, but Sorry. nothing to say. Well, it was funny. Lindsay just called me um, as I was throwing a cup away, and she goes, "Don't you embarrass me?" And I go, "What?" Too late. And then, well, and then she was talking about the the white chili recipe that I was that I had. And I was like, "Oh, okay." I thought she knew what I, we were gonna do, and I was just like, "Oh man." Brian Espo, how'd you line your resume and still get the job? <laughs> run over Espo like a bus today. That is true. It's it's exactly like it used to be on Saturday mornings. Uh, Eduardo uh, says, all the way from Portugal to Phoenix AZ, just to fulfill my dreams to see the Suns live. Thank you, Dave King, uh, talking about when you gave him some tickets oh, back in awesome. 2016 to yeah. a uh, L.A. Clippers game. Dave's always so been, happy to help you, man. Uh, we'll, we'll get into Dave helping people see the Suns here shortly. Uh, Psycho Blue with a super chat. Uncle Dave, thanks for reminding us the sky isn't falling. Not yet, anyway. If you're seeing this <laughs> at game 30, it's falling. <laughs> uh well 
any any other thoughts on where this team's headed though when you're looking at this uh, are you concerned about the injuries you joke about if we're seeing this in game 30 but how concerned are you about uh books injury beals back how are you feeling on that front look we just have to accept they're all going to miss time they're all going to miss obviously we're seeing it they're, they're all going to miss 20 plus games this year um, I think the Suns need to figure out. Look, they. If we want to get into it, the Suns traded DeAndre Ayton to get fungible contracts. It's not like they were dreaming up at night. Oh, I really wish I had use of Nurkic. Um, <laughs> they obviously, I think, I do think Nurkic is a good fit on offense when the guys are out there because one of the big problems is when you get trapped, you need a short roll guy who can move the ball fast. That can work. He's got his limitations, and he's been playing terrible, by the way. Terrible. He's better than this, but it doesn't mean he's going to stay better than this, and he gets hurt a lot. So, But it's a fungible contract. He's in that, what, 16 range. Yeah. Um, Grayson Allen, they didn't even know it was Grayson Allen until trade day. They just said it's some dude in this range that fits the salary cap. Like that price looks good. <laughs> price looks good. You know? So, And Nasir Little is right now not in the rotation. He's a $6 million. They're setting themselves up to be able to trade once they figure out their real weaknesses. Doesn't mean they they can still aggregate salaries this year until April. Mm-hmm. They can do three for one, two for one, whatever. After the regular season ends and they're still over the second apron, now it's only one for one. So that's why all these aggressive teams, I mean, Clippers got a fourth one. Yeah, they're the yeah. first one to get a fourth. But it's because if you start high on your salaries, you can go down. Um, and even in a one-on-one situation, one-for-one situation, you can still get another one who wants out. So I think um, Matt Ishpia, you got to remember, and his team, they changed over 13 guys since February. Not counting the coaching staff. Not counting the coaches. <laughs> Don't assume we're stuck with this roster. Yeah. I mean, even a Bradley Beal, if he... Like, I don't really like being a third guy of scoring 18 points a game. He was talked into coming to Phoenix by Matt Ishbia himself. Yeah. Um, he could be talked out. So there's <laughs> fungible things on this roster when they figure it out, but they can't do it after seven games. They can do it after 20 or 30. That's the trade deadline. So what do I feel? I feel like we're... It, the Suns are in a good good spot. They don't... Obviously, they don't have many draft picks. They can't use too much cash. But this year, they can make the changes that they need to make to, to fill out the team better. They're going to need a little bit more backline size, so Kevin Durant isn't the only one trying to do weak side help. Yeah. When Nurkic is beat, doesn't have to be Nurkic and Eubanks. Doesn't have to. They, but most of all, they need to get another playmaker because I don't think Eric Gordon can carry the show when those guys are out. He's shown it. Well, I mean... They got Bull Bull. He fits both of those, right? Oh, Playmaking and did you did you guys hear this? Uh, yesterday, uh, they had Isaiah Thomas oh, on no. the Pistons broadcast, and he tried to claim Bull Bull was the best ball handler and distributor on the Phoenix Suns. He's Holy got the hell. same issues as KD. He's so tall. The people who defend him are closer to the ball when it bounces back up. KD's problem on being the play initiator from the perimeter with three guys swiping at the ball, is they're closer to it than he is. He doesn't have a choice. Um, Al, uh, Aller, in the comments, Aller, John, 
I'm sorry, I can't read that. But we had a core team for the future. Okay, guys, gotta let that go. That core team of the future, two playoffs in a row, got down by 30 in an elimination game. That was not a core team for the future, that iteration. And KD is better than those guys. This team is better. That team had a ceiling. And the ceiling was lower than we want. A million percent agree. What was the stat? What was the stat you brought up? Uh, basically, that Kevin Durant um, this season has scored more points, gotten more rebounds, and is just a little bit short on assists um, compared to the Twins combined this season. Like that's a legitimate stat, and that's the reason why you make a trade for a guy like Kevin Durant. I, I don't give a damn if if he looks like you know. Uh, he's not prime Kevin Durant like he used to be with the Warriors or anything like that. He's still a top 10 player regardless. Like, he's one of the best shooters of all time, and when you add guys like Book and mm -hmm. Beal to the mix, he becomes even better because you you can't just leave KD wide open. Uh, and that's going to happen from time to time. And when he gets some of those open shots, I can't tell you how taxing it is. I mean, I'm using myself as an example at a, the smallest of all levels. <laughs> but I remember being the only guy on my college team at one point that was able to score at all when we were playing Arizona Western. And by the time I got to the end of the game, I'm like, bro, anybody give me some help. Anybody. I, just, I would just love a free bucket every now and then. That's what's going to happen for KD, and it's going to make the game so much easier for him um, instead of sending two or three guys at him at every single you know fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I, he, I think he's going to truly appreciate it too because after – when these guys come back after the stretch where he's had to be that guy, I think things are going to feel immensely easier yeah. as well because he's going to have that recent reference point of what it's like to be triple teamed in the fourth there and get and not being able to get off a shot. So. Yeah, absolutely. He, he did not come into this season wanting to be the lead guy. I mean, he, he went to the Warriors, so he wouldn't have to be the guy, but he could – he won two finals MVPs, and, and so he's happy with that, right? Being the guy who just does his thing without being triple teamed. Look, but he's also enjoying himself. You can tell in his attitude. You can tell in because it's early season. If this is game sixty, he's not going to be as happy. So, uh, but it was this. The whole thing is set up for Devin Booker to dominate. He just has to get healthy. He's got these soft tissue injuries that happen. Um, he comes back too quick. I wrote a couple of weeks ago, don't rush him. He's got a whole season. And the only thing that might want to make him want to come back is that 65 game rule so you can be all NBA. But then I remembered he's got four years left on this contract. He just, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, He'll yeah. only be 30 when he wants his next one. But by then, he'll get any money he wants. But that's why I don't like this this game thing, though, and the fact that all NBA and everything is tied to to money now. Because you've got guys that are going to try to make financial decisions uh, that may be prohibitive to their bodies, to the team's larger goal, uh, because you've set up this system in a weird way, and it benefits the owners in a lot of ways now mm -hmm. because there's that threshold where they get off the hook for paying guys if they play 64 and they can't make an all-NBA team. The whole system to me is messed up, and it's not set up well, for success for these guys. I don't know. I think I think the whole point is stop just sitting because you're resting. 
show up more often and mm-hmm. and play in these national games. I, I think it's fine. The sixty-five might get adjusted back a little bit after a year or two. Probably to be some 60. really important people yeah. miss out by one or two games, but it's just a. Um, it's. I, I think that's a good rule. Player participation policy is so easy to get around. That one's kind of a waste. But the player level one, I think you're just going to get more players ready to, you know, okay, fine, I'll play. I'll tell you what, um, there's a great opportunity to possibly see the big three um, coming up. I'm just going to say it. You might want to buy tickets to our takeover next Wednesday. Uh, next Wednesday is going to be fun. November 15th. I'm Which just saying. Is this? <laughs> I'm just saying. The big three might be playing in this game. You might want to get your tickets to the takeover. So get them right now at gophnx.com. We still got uh, about a dozen tickets left. So you might want to get yours ASAP. You're, you're talking bull bull. Uh, Chemezi Metu and Saban Lee. Right? Yes, so yeah, that is that is, the, that is the big three I was concerned about. In yes. the fourth quarter, yes. Yeah, but free food and drink. Come hang out with us. It's a great time at the Desmond, and then we walk over to the game and lower level tickets. So I mean, what's what else can you want? I almost called it the Damon because Damon's producing us today. But Damon dogs. I don't think Damon's gonna gonna feed you. The are we now are we, something called the Damon? That'd be pretty cool. Are we are we now honorary Damon dogs? I think oh god! You have to say it at the end of the show. Oh well, it will say. Okay, right. say. Right. I can't say it with the kind of zeal that uh, uh, that Derek does, the mayor. But I will do my best. Speaking of tickets, Dave, you've yes. got a big uh, event coming up through Brightside. Something that you've done for years, near and dear mm. to your heart. You want to tell the people about it? Yeah. So uh, a few years ago, almost ten years ago now, um, I'd been running Brightside. And I, I saw that, you know, there's fans from 200 different countries, right? All of us, right? Mm-hmm. 200 different countries listen to your podcast, all the pod, not just me, um, but we had tons of people and they get it for free. They're getting free content from us. We're not asking for subscriptions or anything like that. So I'm like, and at that time, the stadium was half empty. <laughs> Easy so, to get those tickets back then. Yeah, but they couldn't go, obviously, because they didn't live here. So I figured, you know what? Why don't I organize something to where they can send people in their stead instead of buying lunch that day? 10 bucks, 9 bucks, 15 bucks. Um, and I can give back to the community. So we focused. So I worked with the Suns, created a partnership with the Suns to, um, uh, to create a way for people to donate tickets to underprivileged kids. Mm. And kids that would never get to so, go see a game. I'm pretty sure you guys remember the first pro game you ever went to. Oh, yeah. Yep. You'll oh, yeah. never forget it. Nope. And you became a fan of that team for life. And I wanted to do that for people. So um, 100% of proceeds, there's no, this is not a charity, there's no overhead, there's no admin, there's no nothing. All of it goes to kids and necessary chaperones so they don't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're just sending the kids. <laughs> so Espo's so not a chaperone. Yeah, got it. No. <laughs> um, it started as low as uh, first year, I got 800 in the door. Um, a year ago, two years ago, I was up to 2,000. Wow. And then last year, I got super lucky because the new owners wanted to make a splash. And I got over 7,000 kids in the door. Wow. So we've gotten over 2,000 kids, 20,000 kids to games now. Wow. And we're doing it again this year. 
So uh, it's gonna the campaign the the campaign site like the donation site is live, but I haven't really put together the start your engines uh, post on our site because we're still working on our logos and everything like that. Um, and we're gonna blow it out this year. It's gonna be the best year ever because it. it but the only issue is all the, all the tickets are already sold. So <laughs> yeah. what we're gonna do is we've got a, we've got a few thousand tickets. We're gonna find more. And then we're just going to load them with merchandise and, and food vouchers and all this stuff That's to make awesome. it an even more memorable experience. Because if you're talking about these kids, they probably don't come in with a pocket full of cash to buy the food yeah. <laughs> and to buy merch. So uh, it's going to be really, really fun. And uh, the issues are contributing again. They're the best thing that ever happened to this, well, in at least 20 years, right? Yeah. To yeah. the Valley. Um, awesome people. They didn't blink an eye when I did the plea last year asking for them to contribute. And they're not blinking again. I saw Justin at the game the other night. And he's like, I'm in. Let's go. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. It, they did it even before they owned the team last year, right? Last they year was before. They before yeah. Justin said that was our first uh, that was our first foray into giving back to the community, which is Matt has always said is one of the four things that they want to do. Matt. So uh, it's, it's incredible. And uh, but it starts as a grassroots. The whole point is that people like you and me give our money that we're not going to miss to a kid who's never going to forget the yep. usage of it. Yep. And those guys adding to it just expands the pot. But I need you guys to donate. And so we have and we give back. So now if you could pull up that website, that'd be great. The donation site is live. It's just sons.com slash brightside. You can donate 15 bucks and it's against the Kings. That's the best game we've ever had them go up against. But if you go into the 10 to 24 range, you get your own set of tickets for free in the upper level. If you go to the 25 range, you get an actually access to a pregame interview with our, with it's always been our general manager, Ryan McDonough, James Jones, this year, I want it to be Matt Ishby or, or yeah, Josh Bartlestein, where you get a private interview and uh, lower level seats. And then if you go 50 plus, then you get extra seats and extra stuff. There's something in it for you, too, that we just want to have, give you guys something back, too, as well as donors. So the kids go home happy. You go home happy. Love it. That's awesome. When are you guys planning on on tipping things off on the on the bright side side? Do you know? Yeah, exactly? I'll put up something as soon okay. as uh, John Boyda, our gra resident graphic <laughs> designer, he's trying to make the best one. We're going to have all the uh, so we can make T-shirts and all that. So the next couple of weeks, but really the donation site's live. The game is January 16. We take donations all the way up to that, and if they spill over and we sold too many, we'll find another game for these guys. And if you get free tickets and you can't use that game, you can either redonate them or find another game. Yeah. We'll work with you. So it's a it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, no awesome. reason not to donate. 
that's yeah, awesome and we'll continue to support this as you guys go through the entire thing over at Brightside. you voida the whole team over there we're always big fans uh love both you guys so we'll support in any way we can for sure and want you to go out there real quick uh before we do move on i see uh alter john quarreled or whatever um uh, he says i have the money to sit in the lower level but i can't go because i'm disabled i think he's talking about the takeover um listen in Somebody else chimed in talking about they had a disability as well. Um, if you want to DM me on Twitter, um, I will do everything I possibly can to make your experience exist and to make it as easy as possible for you to be able to come out and be a part of our community. I don't give a shit if I have to pick you up. I will do that. Just come out, have a good time with us. That's all that matters. Um, Dave kind of leads the charge and and helping out uh, people that don't have an opportunity to normally go to a game. Um, and, and we want to do that as well. Um, so it, listen, don't don't let that be an obstacle in your way. No. Hit me up. It's uh, this is about you know being fans for everybody yeah. and, and yeah. being a part of this and, and, and sending proxies. If you can't enjoy it yourself on site, send somebody else to do it for you. I mean, how, what better yeah. to have somebody cheer for you constantly at the game while you're still watching it on free TV thanks to the HBIs. Yep. And uh, they get an experience of their lifetimes and now we have another, another fan. So don't, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. If you can't use those tickets, you can always just donate those, too. That's awesome. Well, Dave, any final thoughts you want to share? Uh, we're about at the end here of the program, but any thoughts on the Sun? It, they, they, want, they want you to make them feel better. So what can you tell them <laughs> about you know it being sub-500 seven games in that will oh, make them my. feel better? Don't worry about the sub-500 at all. They're, they're still feeling themselves out. Um, I you're gonna get, you're gonna get the big three for at least half the season together, uh, but that's all they need to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah. And even and by then the roster will be you know more like fitted than we even thought they were. I, I, okay, so the bright side here, brightsideofthesun.com is where I write, <laughs> um, is that this team is better than any team we've seen. Whether they get more wins. Is just up to what happens, yeah. right? And, and and injuries. Last year, injuries were just nuts. Yeah, they were crazy. But even then, there was no game without at least two of the top four players, right? Because yeah. there was always Mikel and DA. And then Chris Paul was in for most of it when Booker was out. Now, basically, KD is Booker insurance and Beal is those guys insurance. We're, the Suns are better off now than they were a year ago. And... Um, it's just it's just about health at the playoffs. It's not health in November. Yeah. Don't worry about it. As Ted says in the chat, Suns were eight and eight the year they went to the finals. The year after that, when they won sixty four, they were one and three, uh, seven games. Yeah. I mean, it sounds it sounds like we're being Pollyannic at all. You know, oh, we got to be you know uh, cheerleading, but it's not. It's just reality. Seven <laughs> games in, yeah. you can't judge anything yet and things change a lot like we talked about the western conference standings on november 4th uh, you know on saturday sure. what what it was last year i think five of the teams that were in the top 10 
didn't even make it into the play-in. So you yeah. got to keep it in perspective. Yeah. Hashtag Utah. Um, <laughs> real quick, yeah. Brian Catano said, last time you big three got together and made content, we made the finals, just saying. Hey, hey, it's hey. It's true. Hey. It's true. Is this true. is the first time all three of us have, have done a show just by ourselves yeah. um, since since that time. We made the yeah. finals. Yeah. Alter, uh, I... Can't read it today. He wants to know uh, the website. It's suns.com slash brightside. brightside. Very simple. It's because the suns are hosting the site. They make it really easy to donate. Uh, the the sales the ticket guy on the sun side makes it really easy for you if you have any trouble. He's got his phone number right on that site too. Suns.com slash brightside. Brightside one word. So it should be very easy. Well, it, this has been a pleasure, Dave. You're yeah. always welcome on the program. We'll have to do it again, uh, hopefully after they cross the 500 mark, so we can uh, talk about <laughs> about great basketball here. But so next week, <laughs> I love the I love the optimism. So, but anytime you are welcome, you can follow him on Twitter at Dave King NBA. You can yep. follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. I don't know Damon's Twitter handle, but we are uh, all it's Damon. at Damon Dog. We are. Let's all go. D A W G. Biscuits uh, and Bear, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Biscuits and Bear, for donating a bright side night. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Espo. And remember, we're all friends. Let's have some fun this season. Ahoy, hoy.